0: Fourth of July weekend. Hopefully you've gotten your fill of fireworks and hot dogs and potato chips and s'mores. Best part, right? S'mores. Our family used God in heaven. And this is the story that Jesus had left these churches in Galatia with. And they were pretty strong when he had walked away from them and gone on uh, about the rest of his ministry in other areas. of faith, don't we? Have you ever found yourself comparing your Christian walk with someone else's outward expression of faith? No, I know you would never have done that. I know no one in here has ever snickered at the guy in your rooted group who thought that there was a book of Michael in the Bible. Ouch. None of us in here has ever envied the person in Just like the Galatians. Paul is reminding us, as I believe he would remind us today, that we are the body of Christ. We are the church. It's not these walls. It is not this building. It is us. It is the people in here and the people in all the other Transgression. You who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason several times. pressed on had no idea what I'd actually done to cause this man to be so uncomfortable. And as I just explained that, Jim was incredibly gentle, and he talked me through it. And it was the first time for me that I had ever been introduced to the concept that I might have a blind spot, a spot in my life of sin that dishonored the Lord, but that I was completely unaware of. Pastor Jim's first recommendation was a conversation with my husband. Prove of someone's actions to still accept that person and gently point them back to the one who loves them more than we ever could. We do good to those who are weakened by sin by entering the battle with them and carrying their burdens until they're restored to right relationship with Jesus. James 5.19 says this, My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. I find it so beautiful that in this age of tolerance, where the law of America seems to be don't question, don't challenge, don't disapprove, don't hold accountable, mind your own business, except on social media, of course. Right? I find it so beautiful that in this current culture, God has given us the gift of each other. That it's in loving each other by challenging boundary issues, by battling addictions, by contending for marriages, by questioning the thoughts and actions and behaviors that do not line up with Jesus Christ and his love for us. It's by walking in that kind of spirit, strength, and love that we will see our brothers and sisters set free. 5. Chapter 6, verse 3 through 5. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions, then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load. Well, there's a reason that Paul has thus far con- cautioned us to avoid temptation and to enter into restoration efforts gently, right? He knows that when we rub up against the pit of sin that others might be ca- Of legalism, pushing those in their church to... situations oh you're going to get an extra value meal and an apple pie but you're still not going to donate a dollar to charity Hmm. okay check your heart when the self-checkout at the grocery store skips an item but you just bag it keep going (laughs) that's excellent check your heart what about when you go to the early service or maybe go to the night service at church so you can watch the game wow check your what about uh when you see a meme on the internet that's a little bit inappropriate So you don't tag your friend, you just screenshot it and text it to them. Everybody's done that. Also, check your heart. You know, one of the funniest things about this was when I sent it to our tech team earlier last week and I said, can we use this? Like, can, are we, are we allowed? They, they called me up and they said, Glendy, we find it really, really interesting that you want to pirate John Chris Twitter feed in order to show a video about check your heart. We think you should check your heart. But I checked it out, and apparently here at North Church we have some kind of license for piracy, so we are all good. <laughs> I, I had such a good time uh, looking at the responses to John Chris's video. Uh, there were quite a few people who started to tell on themselves a little bit, and here's some of the others that, uh, that people listed out. They said, when you Instagram your quiet time, you should check your heart. And I thought, I've done that. When you let your dog poop in another person's yard but you don't pick it up. Really? Check your heart. When you spend half the sermon on your phone trying to figure out calories for communion in My Fitness Pal. We've been watching. You didn't know. Somebody actually wrote this one. When you go to the front for worship because the hot chick is leading that week. Definitely check your heart. When you sneak snacks in at the movie theater underneath your jacket. Oh. Okay, I used to really freak out our youngest, Adam, with this. He'd be like, I'd be like, put the, or put the Skittles in your sweatshirt. And he'd be like, we're going to get caught. <laughs> Checking my heart again. So let me be really clear, though. What Paul is saying in this passage is not check your neighbor's heart. He's saying check your own heart, right? He's saying we need to do a regular self-evaluation. And he's laying out a pattern for us. And as Paul's told us, to live by the spirit, but check your heart against conceit or envy. Restore those that you seek or that you see stuck in sin, but check your heart against temptation. Carry the burdens of the weak, but check your heart against pride." I, th- I think the point is summed up pretty well here in Second Corinthians 13. It says, "Test yourselves to make sure that you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourself regular checkups. You need first-hand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. This should be a regular, daily exercise for us to check our hearts. It's also going to be something I know you're going to use with each other. I guarantee it. All right, so we're going to move on to the second demographic that Paul has been referring to when he's talking about Doing good to one another. He talked about doing good to those who are caught in sin, weakened by sin. And then he's going to move on in verse 6 to a whole new demographic. It says this Let the one who has taught the word share all good. hours of preparation and whoever sows to please their flesh. Your heart that only his love can fill. Can I tell you that? I had to discover that one the hard way. Are you walking in hatred? I love everybody except him. Hatred leads to isolation. will reap loneliness. Are you coping with the rejections in your life with alcohol or weed or something stronger, reaping the emotional and physical destruction that comes with it? Or are you? season we will reap if we do not give up so then as we have opportunity let us do good to everyone and especially to those of the household of faith let us do good or let us not grow weary of doing good i think it's really interesting here that paul recognizes that sometimes there's a cost here that there's a weariness when we live out the call god has on our lives we end up rubbing up against darkness and brokenness And it can cost us something. Those of you who are in law enforcement, those of you who are in social work or emergency services, I know you see this. You rub up against crime and... Then don't give up. Don't give up. He sees you, he's in it with you. He knows how hard it is. But I believe he would say, Don't give up, for I'm here, and you will reap great rewards if you don't give up. You know, you're not alone in the weirdness factor. We've all heard of Mother Teresa, right? She was uh, she was actually is actually a saint now, but Mother Teresa. and doubt and melancholy. She had a wholehearted commitment to serve Jesus Christ with everything she had in the most difficult So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Nothing we do for him will ever be missed or misused by him. So in this last passage of Galatians, these last few verses, Paul tells us, I often walk in fear and oftentimes I have my own agenda. Just ask my family. I need the believers in my life to remind me that God is good, that Jesus is trustworthy and that I am a daughter of the King, holy and dearly loved. I need you. I know you need me. You need the people sitting sitting next to you. Because we are part of God's family. That's what I want to end with. Ephesians 2.19. So now you Gentiles are no strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. So as we bring this series to a close, I want to pose a question for you. Paul has taken us all the way through Galatians and he's told us that we are to do good to all people. The people who are caught in sin, the people on our church staff, the people sitting next to us here as body of believers. So I want to ask you a question before we close. What's holding you back? we don't often walk in that doing good to each other. What's holding you back? Is it belief in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? That's one decision away. Is it unforgiveness? There's somebody that just hurt you and you don't want to move past it. That's one decision. One decision to forgive away. Is it the discomfort? Well, I'm going to do something here to get us out of that discomfort. I'm going to ask you to stand you would and I'm going to ask you to hold hands with the person next to you oh we're getting uncomfortable this means you're going to need to stretch a little bit if you stretch into the aisles as we pray not stretch into the aisles the nine o'clock service actually did this really really well it means that you're going to have to look just like this okay don't play elementary school where somebody's hanging out on the kickball team line by themselves all right if you see them hanging out grab their hand We are the church. Okay, I feel like we should sing together right now, but we won't. We're going to pray together. <laughs> and God has connected us in this room. He didn't bring you to this room by accident. He didn't bring you to the person that you're holding hands with by accident. He asks us to love each other and to be unified in that. And so as we pray, I'm going to ask you to pray for the person next to you, just quietly right where you're at. And then I'm going to ask you to move past that when we drop hands and services over and even stick around and maybe get to know them a little Give us the freedom to stand in a room like this and freely worship you. Only by your design can we do that here in America. And we praise you, Lord, for the person on our right and the person on our left, the person in front and the person behind us because they are all your children. We are your children and we love you. And we're called to be unified, to pour into each other, to hold each other up, to seek restoration with and for each other to support each other financially with our time, with our love, with our experience, with our expertise. We're called to just do more than say, good morning. Lord, would you help us walk that out? For the person in here who's struggling with their faith, this is uncomfortable. Lord, would you help them say yes to you as Lord and Savior? For the person who's struggling with unforgiveness, would you help them say, I forgive you. for the person who just needs to dive into a relationship. Would you bring that ready? Yes. Lord, that we could be a force to be reckoned with for darkness. That we could bring forward the purposes that you've planted each of us here on earth for. And that everything that we would do and say would glorify you. We pray all this in the mighty name.